without Main bitch aggravating, got a nigga sleeping out You can pull up where we at, nigga we can see it out Stories we don't talk about, shit we can't speak about You run in the streets, become such a Hey guys, welcome back to Sports Talk with T. Your girl is back with another episode, and on this episode, and on this episode, I get to chop it up with my motherfucking dog Chuck. We talk basketball, coaching, life. Man, let's just get into this interview. Hey Chuck, thank you for coming on Sports Talk with T. I really appreciate it. What's going on? What's going on? I appreciate it. Alrighty, so tell me where you grew up. Uh, so I grew up in Columbus, Georgia, uh, originally from Providence, Rhode Island. Um, spent really all, pretty much all my childhood, all my teenage years in Georgia. Uh, when, once I graduated high school, I went off to college in North Carolina. Uh, from North Carolina, I came to Rhode Island in summer of 2015. Um, I was out here for a few months and then I dipped, tried, <clears throat> I did some overseas stuff. Uh, I was in BVI twice. Um, I ended up leaving, went back to Georgia, started doing like a lot of coaching and training, um, got into like a lot of skills work, ended up going back for another tour, um, ended up tearing my meniscus and then tried to play through it. Um, pretty much had my time out. That was kind of like my, my time of winding down. Um, and then I kind of like went through a lot of things with like family wise, uh, like health issues and things like that. So. I was always driven off of like how my family moves, like our family morales, our family motives. Like we, my family just like my family is my everything. So it was like the way that I was raised, my family did everything for us. It always took a village. So it was like once once I knew I would be rich or if I made it out or if I did whatever the case I was going to do, and I was going to take care of my family no matter what. So um, once my family started, like my dad and my mom got started getting really sick. Um, I just dropped everything I was doing, no matter what. Um, I told my coaches, I told my trainers, I told my agent. I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm done. Like, my dad was really in a position to where like he couldn't, you know, really function on his own. So, um, I had stopped doing what I was doing. I was like, look, I'm gonna do my dad's physical therapy. I'm gonna do his rehab, and then, you know, if 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 I can get him back to stable condition to where he can at least do it for himself, you know, I'm gonna get back to playing again. And I think because I took my focus off of really keeping myself in shape when I was trying to get my, my dad back on his feet. Um, I wouldn't say like it took a toll on my body, but I, I just lost focus. Like I was, I was doing everything that I wasn't doing before pretty much. So, and it was just like, I would walk on the court and I'd be like, and all my boys, everybody I played with just be like, yeah, Chuck's a bucket, but Chuck don't stretch, Chuck don't work as hard, Chuck don't do this, Chuck don't do that. And it was, I would hear so much from it. I would get so much text message. I would get calls from it. Like my family would tell me, like, it looks like you're losing focus. You're not the same. You're not eating the same. You ain't sleeping no more. You ain't. And I, and it was just always like my, my worry was always, you know, I, I stopped doing what I was doing. And now within that time frame it was like I lost focus. So how do I get that focus back? And by the time I tried to get back to playing, I tore my ACL. 
So it's like injury after injury after injury after injury. Like I'm not gonna say I was injury prone, but even even if we take it back to high school years, it was I was I was 14 years old when I had it, my my tip fit fracture. So it was like I, I didn't I didn't even I didn't even have an idea or a sense of I was gonna go back to even playing sports at all because I didn't I didn't have my tip fit fracture from basketball. I had it from track because I would always I, I was always a dual sport. If I didn't if I wasn't playing basketball, I was playing football. If I wasn't playing football, I was doing baseball. Wasn't baseball, it was soccer. If it wasn't soccer, it was track. So, and and it was that wasn't even like my parents on me for that. Like my sisters really pushed me to like really get out of the hood and like go do something with myself. They always knew I was talented, but it was like I was I wasn't really caught up in what was like going on in the hood. Because even like even like the people that I looked up to, they would they would never really like try and trap me to do hood things. They would always be the ones to motivate me to go do bigger things so I could come back and support the hood. So. It wasn't it wasn't like it was a, a a bubble for me. I didn't I didn't really have like nobody like knocking me down this that and the other. But I've always been like secure with my family. I've never really let outside people come close to me. And I I, I won't say like it, it really withers me or it really hinders me anything like that because you know I I, I know I, I I feel I feed off energy. So anybody that like I I've connected with to this point, I feel like is definitely a you know, ha- has been a push and a motivator to my life. So, um, that's that's how I ended up getting to um, Rhode Island now. Okay, so where did the love for basketball come from? Uh, I was I, I so I was I was in the boys and girls club with my nephew, uh, my my nephew David. He was pretty much like like a father figure to me. Um, I didn't really have like support around like sports and stuff like that from like my parents like granted like my mom she she worked for the state of georgia doing like caps and stuff so she ran her own daycare through her house so it was like when she got licensed she took care of like all my nieces all my nephews um all my little cousins so by the time like my mom was really doing that my dad was working for the school district so um my parents didn't really have time to like get to my games and stuff like that but my sisters my nephew um, my cousins, all my coaches, um, they pretty much like tried to like put forth here and there um, their hands in doing that. But really, my sisters was the one to really like get me into basketball. Um, and then my nephew, David, was just I don't know. He was always a beast. He was always a dog. I would always hear about like how our friends would talk about him in sports and stuff like that. So I would always be like, yo, I don't want to be like the, the weird, goofy kid who's always in chorus singing and always making good grades. And you know, I, I just look good and look talented, but I don't really play no sports. So um, back then it was like, shit, it, it was popular. So I was like, oh, I was playing sports to get me girls. It'll get me this, it'll get me that. <laughs> so so I was like, shoot, if I work out with David, if I get cool like David is, if I if I get nice like David, then, then you know, maybe like he'll, it, it'll rub off on me. It'll, it'll you know, I, I'll, I'll catch my hang of it. But after a while it was, it was, who's better now it was is chuck better than david is david better than chuck and it was and it was it was was weird because david is my nephew and that's my sister's son but we was raised in the same household so when i tell you like me and david was really like in the mud together like (laughs) slept on the porch was like in the backyard like we would we would go outside seven o'clock on a saturday morning my sister, her husband would lock us outside and, be, and talk to us from the window. Y'all got no reason to come back inside. 
only thing that was outside was a basketball in, in the backyard and a, and, a, and a goal. So it was like, this is my, my one-on-one time to really get better. This is like, I didn't have trainers and, and, and nonstop workouts and events. And so like, we were from the hood, you know what I'm saying? Like my, we didn't have the family to really like, we didn't have finances and, and things like that to really have those opportunities to get up that's to go do this, that, and the other. you know what I'm saying? So that's what, that's what the real crates is for. That was my very first goal from, from Jerome. I was at the, I started at the Boys and Girls Club and Jerome was probably like we call him Ham, but he was the first one to like really put a basketball in my hands. Like this man would really like walk from his house to walk to my house just to put a crate on the tree because he was the first one to like really have a thought and like, you know, you can really play sports. So without like without David and Ham, it was like. I don't even think like I would be playing basketball. I don't even think I would have like ever touched the basketball. No, so you had to work on your skills. You wasn't. I didn't even to be talent. to be honest with you. Now nah, I was. I, I, my sisters will say like I was definitely like always a well-rounded football player. But once I I don't. It was just like I would see how David played. Like I would see the pace of. It. I would see where he shot from. And even as a kid, like David was just always good. Like he was always, and I would, I wouldn't say like, you know, I would always compare myself to him or anything like that. But, you know, once I, me and David went to separate middle school, well, we went to the same middle school, um, our seventh and eighth grade year, sixth grade year, um, me and my sister had went to a different middle school just because of like the school district, this, that, and the other. But eventually we all ended up going to the same school. Um, Like David, he didn't want to play for Fort, the middle school that we went to. Um, I, I didn't make the team my my sixth grade year, my seventh grade year. Um, my, my coach only put me on the team because my mom showed up to try out. So it was like, <laughs> it was like, all right, well, I, I ain't good, but I got a uniform. So it was, it was in the case of like, I just wanted to see my name, my number in the rafter and like hung up on the board. So like I could be like recognized or something. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really like bigger than just like my family recognizing me. Everybody from the hood recognized me. Like now we're talking about the public school system recognizing me. And my coach, like he, I would I would get dirty minutes. Like he would only put me in the game with like maybe three four minutes up with getting drawn by like thirty. And in, in middle school, and it wasn't really teaching me anything. It was like like I'm not worthless to you. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know I ain't the best thing, but I know I got talent. And I would I, like back then. I was never really vocal with him. I would never like speak about it. Um, my my eighth grade year came. Like my seventh grade, going to my eighth grade year, I played AAU with with the same boys and girls club group I grew up with. Those boys are like, like everybody like has done something big in their lives. Like Riyadh is like a, a super 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 well known like entrepreneur. Um, a couple of guys like we we took losses. Like it was like really really close to me. It was like really real cousins. My mom like cooked for their families, like raised them pretty much. You know, my mom was like, everybody's OG. So okay. it was like, everybody in the Boys and Girls Club, everybody, you know, from 29th Street, everybody from Pop Austin, everybody from like Open Door Community House. Everybody knew who my mom was because my mom was like the OG of the hood. So my mom didn't have a have a problem with walking, wearing heels and chasing you down and beating you and bring it to your mama's house because <laughs> you was acting up, you know? So it was like, even, even if my mom caught you acting up doing something that you wasn't supposed to be doing, my mom would give you the game, but she wouldn't really like try and, you know, manipulate you or punish you or make you feel humiliated. She would try and really steer you in the right direction. So that's why my mom really always got the 
the respect that she did. So, but to tie back to like sports and stuff like that, like I, w- I would have never like really picked up a basketball if it wasn't for those two guys. And even like by the time I got to like high school, it would just be like the same people that supported me was mm-hmm. the same people that was now comparing me to David. Mm-hmm. And so now me and David then like, <laughs> it was crazy. Cause when David would walk, I would crawl. If he stopped walking, I would crawl right into the smack dab of him. Cause me and David was like, we, we used to sleep in the same twin bed, like shared the same room, did everything together. Like they was my ride or die. Like <laughs> fought battles for me, all kinds, like all of that. So, it was like we had a we had a strong bond to where like the tension kind of was like which one is really better and and it, and it kind of was crazy because we went to high school on the same side of town and we were we wasn't really rivals but it was like why did why did David go to Shaw David always wanted to go to Shaw David pushed his mom to get push my sister to always get him to Shaw David got into Shaw so now me and my sister at Northside, my sister graduates. So in my mind, I'm telling my mom, I'm, I'm saying to my family, I'm telling David, like, once once Brenda graduates, I'm transferring to Shaw to play with you. Because I'm tired of everybody saying, like, comparing this and comparing that. It wasn't that. fun, though. The hype wasn't to be fun. Honest, to be honest with you, back then it was like, I, I, didn't, I didn't really get gritty. I didn't really get, like competitive until I got to college because I felt like I was in a new territory and I got to stand my ground. When I was, when I was back home in Columbus, it was like everybody knew about me, whether it was from basketball or whether it was from whatever the case I was doing, you know, people just like, I I had support, but then it was in the same case of like that same supporting cast was like, Oh, David's better than you. Oh, you're better than David. So that, that really only motivated me to, to push myself like I knew I knew I could sit in the classroom longer than what David could. David was never like school savvy, mm-hmm. smart as I don't know what. But to sit in the school setting for seven, eight hours, David's not doing that. So I was like, all right, if I can get to, if I can go to college for free, then I did my part. And me and David, like we disconnected once um once I went off to college, like he he supported me like my first two years. And then my mom had, she ended up relocating to New York. And when my mom did that, it was just like, like, damn, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Like my mom dipped, David's gone, like I'm five hours away from home. Like, what do I do? And David's mom, Yolanda, who's my sister, she's my older sister. She was like, my sister, like Yolanda's like my everything. Everybody would think like Yolanda's my mom, but like Yolanda did, the utmost for me. So it was like, even when I, when I first went overseas, like I told Yolanda, I wanted her to be my agent. And she was like, little bro, like blessings on your opportunities, but I can't do that. And it was like, shit, if you can't be my agent, I don't want to go. So it was like, I didn't want nobody outside of my family to be an agent. I, I asked my cousin Demetrius, I asked him, I asked my grandfather, I was asking everybody cause I just wanted to be supported. I wanted somebody to like be by me. And it was like, for so long, it was like, David was that person, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like David had always supported me. So when we got disconnected, it was like, like, where do I turn to? Who do I seek that direction from? Like, where do I go? Who do I turn to? Like all of that. So, 
And at the time, my older cousin Bo was locked up. So once Bo, you know, got his, got his situation, got his feet together, and you know, he started doing this thing. It was like every home game, Bo was there. Like every phone call, every every text message. Like he he knew my workout schedule. He knew my practice schedule. He knew what time I was supposed to be in class. If he called me and I answered the phone, he knew I wasn't in class. So he's like, "Little cousin, what are you doing? You know, you you worked this hard to get all the way to college." Now you're, you know, you're, you're, you're effing off and you're going to end up back at home. And through this disconnection that I had with David, me and Bo ended up like getting really, 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 really tight. And then one day David had called me and, and was just like, what do you have going on? And I was like, like, this is the first guy that ever like had me like, I had no words, no response. Like I can, and this is, I'm not, I'm not saying like I treated David like my dad. But David was just like, like I, I took his dream and made it our dream. And like, I felt like I was fulfilling our dream. But then I was, I also felt like I was letting him down because I had, we was already disconnected. And then you called me sounding like he was upset. So it was like, for the longest, I was like, like I didn't, I, I, w- I wouldn't want to go back home on breaks because I didn't want to like see David. I don't want to tell David. I didn't want to mm-hmm. talk to David. I didn't want to. I didn't want to deal with like the turmoil of going back home and going to this gym and playing in pickup or whatever the case may be. And I got to play against him and people are going to make it this, that, and the other. But then it just got so rowdy to the fact that like I've been in North Carolina for this long. Like I'm going to go back home, and this is what I'm gonna show. And when I did that, like the first, I would say like the first three. Like three months um, after my sophomore year, it was like I, I just blew up. Like I blew up in basketball. I don't. I didn't. I didn't have a, a trainer. I didn't have a coach. Like my my first year playing college basketball, like it was my sophomore year because I redshirted my freshman year because mm-hmm. I, I had just had like my tip fit fracture. So my sophomore year was like I was averaging like twenty. My first year playing, I was like, I, I didn't play none my senior year because I had broke my leg. And then I didn't play none my freshman year. So it was like I was really coming off of two years of not playing just from having injuries. So then it was like my first year playing, it was, yo, you're averaging 20. Then my next year playing, it was I'm number one ranked. And then my following year was like, I'm dropping out of school. I told my mom, I called my mom so quick. I was like, yo. I got a I got an agent on the phone right now. I got emails coming. I got I got my coach saying this, that, and the other. Like I'm ready to go. My mom was like, "If you go anywhere across that water, you are not bringing your black butt back home." I know that's right. <laughs> so I was like, I, I was I was mad at my mom for for some months. I didn't, and that was that was probably like the darkest times of my life. Like my cousin Harry died. My cousin Chris died. Like my closest friend Zion died. So it was like, maybe like this is a sign. Like maybe I shouldn't be going back home. Like, and not to say like I ever had like beef or like drama with anybody, anything like that. But it was like these people were the closest people to me and they're dying like left and right, like within months. So it was like, maybe if like I have another purpose to be here and I have to fulfill that purpose. Like what would my cousins want? Like I know that they wanted to, I know that they wanted to play college basketball. I had a, I had a, 
cousin that was already at Penn State, Antonio, that was playing, and he ended up getting murdered. So it was he got murdered on spring break, and then me and him was supposed to link up to go back to Georgia that same week that he got murdered. So it was like, I don't want to go back home. Like, I don't got no reason to go back to Columbus. Because mm-hmm. if they're doing my family like that, they're doing my friends like that, I don't want to go back home. My mom's not there. My dad doesn't want to be there. Like, not not to say that, like, my family was, like, ever in the sense of, you know, scared or, like, this, that, and the other. But my family was, they always supported me to being like, this is what you come from. You're bigger than this. So you have a bigger purpose to fulfill to come back and help everybody if that's your dream to do that. And for me, it was like, <clears throat> I, I've, I've never been selfish. Like, even when I first said I was going to go overseas, like, I, I told I told all my family. Um, I was got, that your dream, though, to go overseas or play in the NBA? Honestly, like, I, I've never even had, I've never had a dream to play in the NBA. I, I've, I've had workouts. I've had, like, little practices and stuff like that. I've met famous players. I've, I've met celebrities. I've met the whole nine and it's like it doesn't I won't say like I live a, a starlight like I don't I think people portray me to like be like this uppity and this whoop the whoop and this that and the other like it's never been that you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like even when I even when I was overseas it was like I would I wouldn't have to showcase myself I wouldn't have to do this I wouldn't have to do that because I felt like everything that I worked hard for I did that mm-hmm. and I felt like the support that People were saying like, "Yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, good job. Whoop, whoop, this, that, and the other." I didn't really feel like it was genuine because when I was really going through everything that I was going through, I didn't get that support. The only support that I really got was from my family, and even even then, it was like some of my family members was just like looking at me crazy because of some of the decisions that I was making. Like, granted, you know, I was young, I was dumb, I I did a lot of things, but it was just in the sake of mind. Like, if I fall, don't don't step on me while I'm down. You know what I'm saying? If I'm fall, if I fall, just be there to like pick me back up, help me up, show me the way. Don't, you know, if, if, if you're going to throw me at the pack of wolves and they trample me, then what you, what you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? Once I get back and I dust myself off is, is me versus you now. And now you're on the other side of that pack. You see what I'm saying? So, oh, yes, and, and, and that's how that I would say like after my junior year going into my senior year, that's, that's really what I was about. It was my pack versus the world. And once once I got overseas, it was just, it was like, you got to dominate, you got to dominate, you got to dominate, you got to dominate. And it was so much, it was so much like speculation. Like I was getting so many emails from like just just agents, even like when I was in college and it was saying like, oh, well, you know, I know we can't contact this, that, and the other. You can't have this type of contact and we can't do this, that, and the other. But I was just like I was I was eight, 18, 19. I was gullible at the time. I was like I was like hot out of hot out like- of fish grease, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> this man's telling me like I can get sixty seven bands, like I'm I'm eighteen years old. Like I come from what? the hood, you know right. what I'm saying? Like six, seven people in a in a three bedroom house type, like I'm in the center of the hood. Like I ain't never seen sixty seven bands, you know what I'm saying? Like- and then you're telling me this like at once. I can see if I accrued it over And it's legit. And it was legit. Like sent me the contracts and everything. So before I, before I even thought to like tell anybody, I'm like, let me, <laughs> let me, let me sign this. Let me sign this. Right? You know what I'm saying? Because I really felt like this is my opportunity. Like this is my dream. Like I, I, like I worked hard for this. You know what I'm saying? Like 
I didn't I didn't grow up wanting to do this, but this is this is the direction that I took to keep myself out of trouble. Like I didn't want to get caught up in those streets. I didn't want to get caught up in doing what they was doing in the hood. So this this was my way out. And I mean, I, I get I get backlash from saying like, oh, you took the easy way out, but I I say I took the smarter way out. I did what people supported what what my family supported me in doing. I went and got an education the right way. I didn't, I, I put my back against the wall and I really beat the odds. Like I went to a predominantly white college. I graduated in top half of my class. Like I did everything that I really put my mind to everything that my sisters really like. Like when I tell you my sisters, like my backbone, like Yolanda, without Yolanda and Brenda, like I really wouldn't be here. And it's, and it's really like, and I really get emotional and tough with saying that, but like, Without my two, those two sisters, like I, I wouldn't be who I am. So when you were getting like your recognition, you said your sophomore year, correct? Yeah, my sophomore year. Did it make you any feel like fail anyway, or did you like take that and be like, nah, I gotta work harder? Uh, you didn't. Well, you wasn't like I'm the man, a little bit. I, I, like, honest, none of that. Honestly, I went, I went back home this the summer of my sophomore year, and I remember like just I went to 29th Street Gym. Um, and I had told my cousin Terrence Hill, I was like, yo, I want to work out. Like, I want to get better now. And Terrence played at Moorhead State. He played with um, Kenneth Reed and all those guys. So I, I seen, like, I seen T. Hill. Like, T. Hill came from the hood, too, and then played at a D1 school. So I seen my cousin doing it. I was like, man, if you're doing that and people talking about David like that, like, I'm coming back. Like, I didn't came to college. Like, I got better. Like, I didn't got recognized. Like, now I'm coming home. Like, I need all the work that you, like, you guys are better than me. Like, you guys, you guys went to a D1. Like, you guys are better than me. I can get, I'm going to soak up all that I can get. And I just remember, like, just, I really got in the gym. And I, I went back my junior year. And I, I was like, I'm not going to play. And I was like, why aren't you going to play? And I was like, because, like, I need to work. Like, I need to, I want to support my family better by any means necessary. Like, I just, it, it's just always been set in stone in my mind. Like, no matter what it takes, like, your family got to eat no matter what. And, yeah, like, the emails, yeah, the offers and stuff like that was good. But it wasn't guaranteed for me right then and there because my mom was just like, you're not dropping out of school. Like that's you have to get your degree no matter what, and it just it really got to me. It was like, am I going to school for like my mom's purpose, or am I going to school for my purpose? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to school for my purpose, but what is my purpose? So it was like, my family's yeah, my family's in need, but in the same sense, it's like my focus is school and basketball. So to really like have to balance that out, it was. Once I got back home to like really get in the gym and work out, I didn't really have to think about a lot of that stuff. I just, I put I put my foot forward. The summer going into my junior year, my junior year I came back a stud, like a stud. Like my, my closest friend Josh ended up going to, I ended up having him come to college with me. And to, to even speak on this story, like me and Josh almost got killed one night in Columbus. Oh, wow. And it was in the sense of like, Josh pretty much like, he pretty much defended me in the sense of like it was it's two against like seven almost eight people and we both made it out alive so it was like 
I, I told him like we was all in for life after that. It was like if I almost lost my life with you, like is 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 nothing that I would ever devote my life to that like I would go against you. So I and Josh told me like and he's he's a he's a basketball coach now down in North Carolina, well Tennessee now too. And he was like, you know what? And my accomplishments are your accomplishments. Like your success is my success. And we did this together. Like we played at the same high school. We tried playing for the same AAU teams. We played the same college teams. We got offered by the same pro teams. And it was like, you know, to really have have a support system like like my, like the friends, like the boys that I keep around me is like really, 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 really got me through my junior year. Definitely Josh. Um, I, I told him I was like thinking of going overseas to like support my family better. And he was with it too. And he was like, you know what, Chuck, like this is, we used to talk about this in like high school practices. We used to talk about like really being the the the, the two smallest freshmen on the team. Then by the time to where our senior years came, it was like everybody in, in Northside and everybody in, in all of Columbus pretty much knew, you know, who, who the top players were at Northside High School was in our in our class. So I mean, just just to be recognized for real, for real. And and sports not really being like a dominant type of thing. It was like to have all these traits and characteristics come up, it was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow, like I can really do all of this. So by the time I my junior year came, I, I hit the floor running. Like I did I I said I was gonna work. I ended up not working. Josh Josh pretty much supported me through it and was like, Look, just focus on basketball. That's all that's all we gotta do. Like if we're not playing basketball, if we're not doing our job here, then we're gonna end up going back to Columbus and doing what? And I was like, man, you're right, you're right. And so my junior year, my going into my senior year, it was just strictly basketball, just strictly work. It was just all work. It was just me and Josh in the gym, work, 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 work. And once I grad, I graduated before Josh did. And when I called him, I was, I told him, look, like. I'm already overseas. Like I'm about to play my first game, and he just cried on the phone with me. Aww, <laughs> so it was, it was once I once I once I knew that it was it was found to happen for me. It was like it was like a, a I'm not gonna say it was like a stress relief because basketball never was like it's never really been a stress for me because it wasn't. I've never said this, but like basketball is not really like my first love. So basketball is not your first love. What is your first love? Uh, I would say fashion. fashion. Oh, yeah, I can see that with your ass. <laughs> Fa- <laughs> fashion is definitely my first love, not basketball, though. I can you better design some uniform. <laughs> not basketball, though. No. So what would you say makes you a great basketball player? Someone asked you that question. What would you say? <laughs> um, I would just say my mentality, like, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I feel like as soon as I step, I don't even got to step on the floor. I just I feel like everybody laces their shoes the way the same way that I do. But I feel like it's only a certain few people that may work as hard as I do. Like no matter what I do, like I'm gonna get a workout in. Like I'm, I'm sitting here right now thinking of just like how I can get a workout in later. But it's like to to honestly, I, I partner with Phil. And once I had my ACL surgery, it was like, I, I knew I didn't love basketball. Like, I, I knew it. Because as soon as I, T-Pon to tell you, like, 
as soon as I had my surgery, I was like, man, I'm done. But like, that was quick. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm I'm done. Like, everybody would be like, Chuck, another surgery, another injury. I'm like, yeah, but I'm done. I'm done. Like, done. It ain't no point in me playing no more. Like, I'm tired of rehabbing. I'm tired of coming back from this. I'm tired of coming back from that. Like, it, it just serves me no point. And then it. So what are you going to tell your kids if they ask you? Probably. I love basketball, but I keep being injury prone. What do I do? You're going to tell them to be done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I would definitely tell my kids, like, follow your dream. If, that, if that's what your dream is, and go for it. But, you know, if, if your heart. If your heart is set on, you know, other things, then you know, I would I would definitely tell my kids, follow your heart before you follow your mind. Because you know? your mental can tell you a thousand different things. Your heart won't. And for me, it was like my heart was has always been embedded into the game of basketball. But it was like if I physically can't do it, then, like, how do I give it back to these kids and to the community that have the time to do it? And Phil, like, when I, I came here in 2015, and, like, Phil was the very first person that, like, I played against and um, in the Providence Midnight League. And, like, granted, before I even came to Providence, um, Kobe Dennis ran ran the league. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just, like, already speculation about, like, oh, like, Cecilia's coming, is coming. His, her son is coming to Rhode Island. And, like, oh, he's getting ready to go overseas. So, like... You can't hurt him. He can't do this. He can't do that. We'll, we'll, we don't want him playing in the league. This, that, and the other. But it was, it was, it was set in stone with Kobe and Lamont and Joe. Like I met, a, I met a lot of good guys. L? Yep, L, Lamont Thomas. Yep, I met a lot of good guys. Um, me and L ended up playing on the same team, and we ended up networking from 2015. We we speak every every week almost to this day. So he's like a really close partner of mine, but no, probably not closer than Phil. Like. As soon as I stepped on the court, everybody was like, feel this, feel that. Woo, woo. I'm like, man, this guy's a sucker. Like, he don't know me. I don't know him. Like, I'm from Georgia. Like, like we're different in Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, <laughs> we're just different. We're, we're, we, we, we don't be on that time. So, I think, like, the first play of the game, like, I did a layup, crossover, whatever. I did a double crossover. I don't know the move. I scored, and I grabbed the ball and, like, threw it at him. Like, threw it at his chest. Like that was my introduction to him. Like, just letting you know, like I ain't no sucker. Like this I'm is there. this is where I come from. Like this is me. And the next play down, boop boop boop. He did a pull up. He didn't touch the ball. He just looked at me. He was like, "I'm here." And the whole game, me and him was just going at it. And that's how I gained his respect. Two, 2015. That was July of 2015. By September of 2015, I started working out with Abdul Abdullah. Abdul Abdullah was like he played with he played with Sham God at PC okay. years ago, years ago, and he was probably the very first person that sent me overseas. So like when I see God Sham God working with 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 Luca and and all and and Tim Hardaway Jr. and and all these NBA guys and things like that, it was like I played with an NBA scout, I played with an NBA prospect, I played with an NBA player, like. I got trained, I got worked out by an NBA player. Like that, that's what really motivated me to be like, yo, like you can really do this. Like you can really do this. And then by the time that like I was getting support from Phil, like Phil would send me like workouts. He would send me text messages, like just being so supportive. Like 
Like, if it wasn't for, like, the stages of, like, me reconnecting with David and then Phil, it was, like, those two probably been, like, my biggest, biggest support. And then by the time, like, in between my surgeries, like, my little brother had always been, like, yo, like, you need to stop being a punk. Like, you need, you need to do this. Like, you need to stop doing this. You need to do that. So it was, like, I couldn't really get rid of my brother. And it was, like, bro, I don't really, like, I ain't really trying to, like, keep hearing you in my ear. But, like, I'm a, like I was, I would tell him, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. He'd be like, oh, let's go hoop. Let's go to the gym. Like, right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go do it. And I really wouldn't do it because it was, like, I don't, like, I don't really love it. Like, I don't. And then one day I was just like, man, let me get up. And I texted Phil and I was like, yo, can I come work out with you? It was like, and he called me spazzing on me. It was like, yo, you really asked me, can you come work out with me? Like, get your butt to the gym. Like, what are you doing? Right? So, and I pulled up and I was supposed to work out. And my brother was with me and I was supposed to work out. I had my bag. I had my shoes. I ended up getting dressed. And it was at the Cranston East practice. And he was like, yeah, you can go on the other, other side and shoot. I was like, I bet. I shot maybe like three shots and walked to the other side. And I was like watching them do like their drills and stuff. And I was and I called and I and I called Phil over and I was like, yo, can I can I say something to them real quick? Can I explain something to them? Because it looks like they're doing something wrong. He was like, yeah, like, let me introduce you to the coach. Like, I don't think he'll too much have, you know, a problem with, you know, I, you know what you're talking about. You know, you play professional basketball. Like, he ain't that type of guy. And just for me and like the introduction with Phil and Diggs, it was we just linked like me and Diggs linked within the first five minutes of knowing each other. Like he he's he's a he's a foreign baby. I'm a foreign baby, so it was like to know like where he came from, like where his background is like his culture, like his culture's dope to me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it was like like you you're somebody like I can really learn from, I can really teach i can really guide i can really get advice from like we feed off each other and every single day i talk to these guys like every day since since the day i walked into cranston east me and Diggs and me and phil probably talk every single day that's good so to say that like like outside of basketball like i can't really i have other loves but it was like if it weren't for them guys like i probably would have never even be like picked up another basketball right now and now you can give back and teach these ladies what now to I do. Now can give back, yeah. So it, it, it's dope to, like, even have that experience. Like, I have I have at least, like, 10 to 12 kids message me, like, weekly. That's dope. Just weekly, just so. And, and it's not even just, like, from Rhode Island. It's from, like, different areas, from, like, Mass, from Connecticut, from Jersey, from, from Philly, from New York, from DMV. Like, I, I, got, I got partners in DMV that, like, have really supported me, like, I, before I had like my this this surgery, I would I would like yo I gotta get my mental right. Well, thank you for uh, being you because now people actually think no like, I'm real because like, someone said to me after you tagged me in something yeah and they was like oh so you are real I'm like what? <laughs> like yeah I mean you do I do put my face I mean I didn't have my face nah, for a while people, but and even for me though like I don't I don't really like post like that so it's like very rarely of like if I if I promote somebody and I've had somebody else tell me that too is like oh like is that a real person this that and the other because like Chuck never posts Chuck never does this but I do you know what I'm saying but it's like it's always internally it's always with my family but but to say like those guys like they really they really motivated me to like get back into like 
playing in shape. Like I, I recently worked out um, in Connecticut um, to go back overseas. So it's like the next, these next two weeks are crucial for me. My birthday is Tuesday. I'm expecting the call by like next Friday. You gonna go? To see if I can get back hey. over the water. So it's like. Yes, I like to hear. I went from like not doing, not doing, I ain't gonna say not doing nothing with my life, but I really went from like, I really came from like the mud to like really say that. And I say that emotionally and I say that respectfully because like, I really like came from nothing. Dope. To like really do what I'm doing now, and I ain't I like I ain't saying I'm doing the best of it. I ain't doing the best of my abilities because I'll I'll never like reach my my full potential because I, I feel like there's no max. But to absolutely do be doing what I'm doing now is like I take my hat off for myself because I feel like if other people in my position, like plenty of people would have been folded, and I feel like for me to be doing that for me, it's like everybody, it, it's tough. Like like. I, I went through some some brutal losses. Like I lost my older brother, I lost like my cousins. Like any male figure that I had is no longer here. No, I have no male figure whatsoever. So it's like to do what I'm doing now is like they wanted me to do what I'm doing now, and I'm a, and I'm gonna give it to my brother. I'm gonna give it to my cousins. I'm gonna give it to my family. I'm gonna give it to the community. I'm gonna give it to the girls I coach. I'm gonna give it to the boys I train. I'm gonna give it to everybody who supports me because I feel like the ones who are above me will want them to have it too. That wasn't selfish. That wasn't selfish with me. They gave it to me for free. That's why. That's why. I, I don't, I when, when I when I, I post things, listen. When I post things, it's like I don't I don't try and get no inquiries. I don't try and get no money off nobody. I make my own money like like faithfully. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I didn't, I didn't have trainers. I didn't have workouts. I didn't have events to go to. And I know that other kids, like, they need these opportunities. You got kids getting gunned down there. They're doing the absolute most. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, it, and it's crazy, like, to really see, like, a generation of kids, like, you guys are the future. And this is what we're really losing you guys to, like, day by day by day. It doesn't matter if you're male, female, transsexual. It doesn't matter. Like, they're really, like, out here murking people, babies, like, no, for no reason. Or even if it's for no reason, the reason may not be as big as it may seem. So it's like, if I can, I really be telling myself, like, and I just had this conversation with with, with an executive of um, the Boys and Girls Club of Newport. It was like, if and, and, I, and I have a gym in Newport. So it's like, if I can pack my facility of like 50 to 60 kids, I did my part. I kept 50 to 60 kids alive kept 50 to 60 kids off the street and it's like when when these kids look at me when, when these teenagers look at me and they're like yo chuck got palm angels on chuck got this on chuck got that on chuck got jewelry on chuck got this on but look where chuck comes from look at this look at that in the same way that i tell them it's like you may never wear me you may never see me wear the same sneaker you may never see me wear the same outfit but if i can do that can there do shouldn't it. be no reason why you can't do it does I so I be trying to tell the girls too, like when they were like, Thank you so much. Oh my god. Yeah. Nah, this is e what we have to do. E even for our girls, like our girls just be like our girls be my motivation. Like I ain't, mm -hmm. I I've never seen I I've never dreamed of like being a girl's basketball coach, a girl's workout coach, anything with girls. Cause it's like the way that I carry myself, the way that I am, like I'm a I'm a dog on the court. Like if any, if anybody seen me play, like they'll tell you like Chuck, don't stop talking. Like 
Chuck's gritty. He's barking. He's fouling. He's going to talk to you. He's going to, like, there ain't no, it ain't no telling what I might say to you on the court. It, it really ain't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it really ain't. And then it's like, I, some games it's like, I, I really, like, I, I feel like a vocal leader. And then some games it's like, my, my teammates tell me, oh, Chuck, chill. Just chill. Because, like, we know how you get. We know how you are. And this, that, and the other. And it's like, I'm not going to say, like, I'm prideful, but I really feel like a lot of people don't understand, like, what I've been through. A lot of people don't understand, like, and I granted, and granted, like, everybody's been, had, had their own, has their own story, their own path, but to endure, like, what I endure, like, I really made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really did it. And can't nobody take that from me. So it's like, if I did it, I definitely know that somebody else can. They may not do it how I did it, because I'm going to try and give it to you easier. I don't want you to take it, like, the shorter way. I want you to go through the same length, the same pattern that I did, but I don't want you. You don't have to do it the same way because the same way that I did it ain't gonna work out for you. So, just to just to be on the sideline and I can hear girls like really coming up with defensive schemes as to how to stop this play and how to and they're working together and I hear them calling each other sister and I hear them clapping and cheering and just doing the most. It's like I look down at the bench and sometimes it's like I can't even I can't even trip on that because it's like. My 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 part is done. Like you, you girls aren't out being abused. You girls aren't out out doing things that you ain't supposed to be doing. Y- y- y'all's parents ain't out worried about what y'all are doing. Y'all are right here doing something that you love to do. So if you're showing me that you love to do it, I'm 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 gonna give it every bit of it to you because you're showing me that you you're not wasting. Now it's different if you're wasting time this that, and the other because I can be giving this to my family. I can be giving this to my own. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I, 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 yeah, I got, I got things that have to be done. Everybody does, but to to say that it's been my dream of like coaching like girls basketball. Nah, I, I, I can stand on like saying that basketball wasn't even my first love. I would, I would definitely say like my first love though is like helping, and I, I don't. People may like be like, oh, like he don't seem like he don't carry himself like to be, you know, really like approachable and like people like people tell you like all the time like, oh, Chuck got tattoos on his face. Oh, he looks mean. Oh, he looks this. Oh, he, oh, he be screaming at referees. Oh, he be cussing people out. Oh, he be, oh, he be slamming chairs. Oh, he be doing it like, like people know. But like I'm, I'm very animated. But that's because I'm passionate about what I do. Like if I would, if I wasn't passionate about what I do, I wouldn't do it. And I, and I told my brother and I told my mom and I told like, even, even if I have a friendship or relationship, whatever the case may be, like, I'm going to give you my all. But if I feel like I'm not being supported, I'm not going to do it. Hello. And before I even get into it, I'm like, it's no purpose of me getting into it. If I'm not going to go a thousand percent, if I'm not going to go a thousand, bro, you, either I'm wasting my time or you're wasting my time. And one thing you can't get back is time. Um, you can waste all the money. You can do all the things in the world you want to with all the money, but you ain't getting time back. So I, I at this point in my career, at this point in my life, I didn't have my surgeries. I didn't had, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't been through the mud. Like I didn't, I didn't have career points. I didn't have career games. I didn't have career highlights. I didn't, I didn't did it. I don't, I don't gotta explain nothing. You can, it's there. you can, can pull, you, you can pull my car. You can Google me. My mine's is there. You know what I'm saying? Like you can real deal Google me and not, not, no, you not, not, not saying nothing like disrespectfully or like saying that, oh, like I was a bad person this, that, and the other. But you can real deal Google me. Like 
anything that it, like I've I've done an interview before. Like I wanted to be a doctor. Like that's dope. And people would be like, "Yo, you want to be a doctor?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, but I'm scared of needles. How are you scared of needles? You got tattoos all over you." That's totally different. Like, like <laughs> that's totally. You know what different. I'm saying? So it's like I don't, I shouldn't I don't have to explain certain things like that. You know what I'm saying? So for for me to accomplish what I've accomplished and to have the set in stone that I've set forth for my family in the future. It's like, I, I just, I want to keep giving back. Like, I, I I feel a joy. I feel a sense of, like, knowing that in the, in the future, my kids ain't, my kids don't have to pay for school. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, my family don't have to worry about stuff like that because of the position that God has put me in for, for me to do. So, I don't. I don't be tripping over nothing for real. For real. I mean, why not? Let's get positive vibes, good energy always. But do you prefer old era basketball or new era basketball? Ah, man. Uh, That's a tough question. I I I would definitely say new era, though, because new era, simply because I feel like it's. I don't like slow paced basketball. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> do I feel like old school players would dominate? Absolutely. Like I don't. Okay. It, it's certain things about like the new era basketball. Like I don't like that. I, that that I would that I would take. Like I would take old school basketball and put it with new school and try and mix it in that right. Yes. But like even for me, like oh yeah, Chuck can shoot. Chuck ranked number one. This that and the other. Like yeah, I can shoot. But truth be told, I don't really like shooting like that. Why? You were, did you have teammates who were like, shoot it, nah, Chuck, shoot it, or did you just shoot it? To be honest, my, my college coach was like that. My college coach, in, my college, <laughs> man, anytime I test the ball, my college coach was like, Chuck, don't even dribble, just shoot, bro. <laughs> and I'd be like, like I, I can do other things, but you like, you, like, you got to let me showcase that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to make mistakes. Like, I'm a basketball player. Basketball players make mistakes. But my coach was like, shoot it. <laughs> like, bro, I'm, I'm at half court. What you mean shoot it? I'm falling out of bounds. What you mean shoot it? I'm behind the backboard. What you mean shoot it? He's like, Chuck, shoot it. They're doing it now. I'm, t- I'm talking about when, like, as soon as I got to North Carolina, my coach figured out I could shoot. I mean, gave me the green. Like, like Coach Coach Kevin Hanlon, my my sophomore year, chewed me out because I wouldn't take a charge in practice. <laughs> I'm like, bro. Back then, I was like five foot eight, five foot nine, one fifty, soaking wet. Man, you were like six foot two. You think I'm taking a charge? Two, yeah, no. 262. The game's not on the line. Like, bro, we at practice. You want me to take a charge? We at practice. I'm not going to take no charge at practice. So he cussed me out. He really chewed me out. But the next the next practice, like, it really turned me up. Like, it made me gritty. And he was like, when you touch it, I want you to shoot. I was going against our best player. It was, it was, his name was Jonathan Wood. And me and Wood was like really, really close. We was best friends. We was real best friends until my brother got there and played with us. But Wood, like, Wood would get in the game and be like, yo, I don't care where you where you touch it at. But, bro, this is me and you. You got to shoot, bro. You got to shoot. Wood would, Wood would average 15 and 10, and I would have 20 and 5 or whatever the case may be, and we would have a losing record. We'll have a- <laughs> My first two years, we had the worst record. And they'd be like, bro, we would go back to our dorm rooms and just – we would skip class the next day. We'd be so tired, just so exhausted. But it was like, like we're really putting in the work. We're doing that in the games. We're doing this, that, and the other. But like, when is it gonna pay off? When is it gonna pay off? When is it gonna pay off? And then 
find it. It's like when you get that, when you get that stipend check, when you get that payoff, when you sign. Now look at them. I'd be like, wish you was in college now. I'd be like, oh. Don't you wish you was in college now? So, don't get likeliness so, for the so, name. So now I just be like, yo, for for what I done did now, it's like, I wish I would have, I wish I would have like said something differently back in college. It's like, <laughs> I wish I could have got like, I could have took my jersey off and signed it and promoted it and got paid for it. And because some of these kids that come out of college, they better be millionaires. Like millionaires. Imagine Paige by the time she. When, gets when up. I tell you, like, it took years and years and years and years of just grinding to really like pave a way for my family to where like it's just handed now. Coach, the, the culture of the generation changes is just like so differently. But it's like it it is dope though. Like I think it is opening up opportunities for, for a lot of especially like a lot of young players in like the new era of basketball. It's like you 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 ain't really see too many one leg three pointers and and like what Kobe was doing, like look how look how Jordan influenced the game, look how Kobe influenced the game. Like even Brian, I'm not a Brian fan, I but am. like, but like you can't take what he did away from me. Like me. I, as as a as a basketball fan, I don't discredit LeBron James. Absolutely not. Like this man is a I like he's a mogul for real, for real. Like built the own school. Like that's what I love the most. Like, and I and I and I, re- and I really look at like how he is in his community, how active he is, how CJ McCollum is, how 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 Jalen Brown is, mm-hmm. and he he goes all the way back to Atlanta, like he goes back to our roots. You know what I'm saying? Like he goes home. We got like even even to speak on like Columbus, like we got professional athletes, like we got lawyers, we got good police officers, we got like Isaiah Crowell, we got Jarvis Jones. They both went to, N- to the NFL. Mm-hmm. They they go back all the uh, Marcus Smith. We all they all go back and do like host NFL camps. They host like football camps for, cool. for back home in the city. So it's like me as a basketball player, I made it from Columbus. I get the speculation of why don't you go back to Columbus and do what you're doing? I ain't, I've never thought of doing it. I renovated the Lake Bottom Court. Court pretty much that there's an outdoor court that was like pretty much legit. I got my my name known at. And I dropped like a, a video that like once I had done like a little bit of renovations afterwards, um, like I dropped a video about, you know, just me coming from like where I come from and this, this that and the other. And it was like, I, I didn't get no support. So I felt like, why would I go back to basically being in the same position I was in before I even left to go to college? I didn't get support. It's a dirty bubble. At some point that bubble got a pop and once, once my dirty bubble popped, it was like I wasn't going back. So that's why that's why I, I, I'm I'm at where I'm at. That's why, I, like I'm, I'm not saying like I'm stationed here forever because it was like if, the, if that call comes, like you only you only get that op- that opportunity one time. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like me at the end of my career is like I'm not thirty yet, but this is like this is this is my last rodeo. I was, you guys are so old. I was, I was just saying, like, I, I, I've really been contemplating of like going back to school and just like getting like my master's degree and like starting my own type do of it. thing. So do it. Do it. I went back. I graduate in May. Yeah. So do it. Get yeah, your congrats, master's. Congrats. Congrats. I, I want to, I want to go back. I want to get my degree. I want to start my own thing. I want to start putting my, my, my family through, through school and through, through different things and stuff like that too. So I want to start my own scholarship foundation. 
Um, I, I got some, I got some big things lined up. So, you know, I'm gonna promote you. Yeah, I got some big things lined up for sure, for sure. Alrighty, well, thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C Chuck. No, no doubt, I appreciate it.